Welcome to Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. I'm your host, Susan Lyles. This is the second episode featuring my visit with Mississippi's Gulf Coast Libraries. This segment features Lori Barnes, director of the Jackson George Regional Library System, and Denise Socher, director of the Long Beach Library. They share some fun information about their libraries, including outreach programs and children's events. So stay tuned. And this is Laurie, mm-hmm. and she is with Jackson George Regional Library System. She's right. the director. So tell us about your libraries. Tell us how many you have. We have eight public uh, libraries, and we have two that are, I would consider, more special libraries that are in our system. Um, one of them would be our law library, and the other would be the Singing River Genealogical Library that is in our Pascagoula Library. I didn't realize that you had a law library. We do, yeah. I knew that you, now your main branch is in Pascagoula too. Pretty much, yeah, but yeah. And the law library is actually, well, the law library and Singing River Library are both in the Pascagoula Library building, wow. but they are separate libraries. So it must be a big building. <laughs> it's 40,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Yeah, 40,000 square feet. And it all, not only um, houses uh, those two libraries in addition to the Pascagoula Library, but it houses the administration for the library system as well. So how did your system get started? How long has it been around? Um, well, it's so odd that you should ask that question because we're just about to Uh, celebrate our 50th anniversary of being a two-county library system. Originally, uh, we had Jackson County Library, and Jackson County Library, uh, 50 years ago, consisted of three libraries, okay? Mm -hmm. So uh, about 1970s, I guess it was, we blended with uh, George County, that they they formed the Loosedale Public Library, and that's when JGRLS, as we call it, Jackson George Regional Library System, was formed. So, how long have you been there? I have been employed with the system nine, almost ten years, and I have been director for six years, almost seven. No, let me take that back. It's seven years now. It, it's just incredible the number of, of visitors that come to Ocean Springs. We had a hundred thousand or so guests in little tiny Ocean Springs this past weekend what? with the Peter Anderson oh, Festival. It was crazy. Yes. So it, it and it brings you know it's amazing how that whole artistic flair brings in uh, tourists from all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in you know any time of the year. Yeah, so even though the population of Ocean Springs last census was around 17,000, probably a a good bit more than that now, I'll I'll be very excited to know what the 2020 census says about our population for all of us, not just for for Mm -hmm. Jackson County. But um, Jackson County has the largest boyer in the state of Mississippi with Mm -hmm. Ingalls Shipbuilding. Mm -hmm. Employees, I think it's around between 17, maybe even if it's as much as 20,000 people now. So. so where is it actually located? In Pascagoula. In Pascagoula. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. 
right there on the Pascagoula River. Amazing. So Ingalls Shipbuilding is like an international company. It is, yes. (laughs) Wow. So you must have a huge workforce that needs your help at the Pascagoula Library, probably. We do, and we do outreach there. We go um, with our uh, foreign language uh, tutorials that we have available through our website once a year, and we promote library. You get a library card, and you can uh, learn English. If, you need, if you're you know, Spanish-speaking, you need to learn English. We have this tool for you to use. And uh, so, yes, we do partner with them in that regard. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What a great resource for them and for you. And for us, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys down there always have fun stuff going on. I know Denise was telling us yesterday about this wonderful little Harry Potter event she did in her library. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Um, it was uh, this year um, we expanded it. Last year we had just a Harry Potter birthday party in the children's wing. And this year uh, we expected a much larger turnout, so we planned it and spread it all over the library with the uh, reference department, uh, held potions classes. Um, we had the meeting room turned into the leaky cauldron and we had uh, people donated um, one of our, actually one of our um, Publix Works uh, employees donated the uh, syrup for, not icy, snow but cones. snow cones, thank you. <laughs> Could not think of the word for some reason. Okay, for snow cones. And so we had snow cones that we named the flavors for, for like uh, butterbeer or the poly juice potions. You know, we gave it names from the, the books and the movies. And we had popcorn, which the recreation department senior center donated so see you're partnering too we partnered with the in that way we did partner with the recreation and senior center they came and helped us out and they actually sent us an employee to help run things they came and ran the uh, popcorn machine for us oh that's great and uh, so the kids came in they could get sorted into their house and they could vote for their favorite house how many did you have come? We estimated uh, we had we had we estimated we had about 450 people come through during the day. It was all day, That's so great. it was a steady stream of people coming in and out. Um, That's really uh, great. One of the neatest the uh, things we had was uh, when you the entrance into the children's wing. We had a projector that projected the. Uh, entrance to Diagon Alley and so the kids could go up to the entrance and tap on the bricks with an umbrella like Hagrid did in the movies and have it open for them and then they just went through the door into the children's wing which was Diagon Alley. It would change in oh, front that, of them. It sounds like being there. <laughs> yes, it was, it was very clever. Um, Great job. So. How fun. I have been to your little branch in um, Help me. What was that? St. Martin. St. Martin. Oh my gosh. That is the nicest little library. It is a great library. And mm-hmm. you said that it's getting ready to grow some? It absolutely is. Because um, after Katrina, uh, apartment complexes just sprung up all over that community, and that community experienced a large amount of growth. And uh, I've been told by some of our elected officials that if 
St. Martin were to be incorporated, it would be the largest city in our county mm-hmm. at about 23, 24, 25,000 people. So, so it is not incorporated. It is not incorporated. No, it is not incorporated. Um, the people who reside there, their address is either Ocean Springs or Biloxi. <laughs> Even though they live in Jackson County, they might have a Biloxi address. So, well, but, get, get <laughs> but talking about the library, the library is very small and it's, it's almost at zero growth because for every new item that is placed on the shelves, pretty much one has to be removed. That's how compact things are in that facility right now. So we just learned that um, hopefully by summertime, the uh, expansion project will begin and it will almost double the square footage of that facility, which is desperately needed. Now you're next door to a community center? Yes, yes, there's a community center right next door. So you're expanding backward? Yes. Behind the building? Plenty of space behind this building to just expand that and grow. That is fantastic. Yeah, we're, we're elated to, to say the least, we really are. Yeah, it was uh, a wonderful little branch and had a great teen center and um, I just I really enjoyed that that visit. So, um, so tell us about uh, some of the special programs that you do. Uh, let's talk about some outreach that you do in your communities. Let's let's start with you, Lori. Tell, tell us about some of your outreach. I don't know that any of the outreach we do is any different, probably from other library systems. But we do a lot of it. I can attest to that. We we pr- provide outreach to nursing homes. Head Start centers, uh, daycares, senior centers. Um, we also do deposit collections in health departments, grocery stores, anywhere that we feel like we can uh, partner with a, a, an entity like that. We try to do so and provide deposit collections. And uh, I am I have always been pro outreach, always. I guess because in my early career I worked in the library system that if you were going to serve your population effectively, you had to include outreach. And so I've always been a firm believer because I've seen the, the differences that it can make in, in what you're able to do with your communities. But um, when I became director, we were doing some, but it was minimal. And so I explained to the staff the importance of incorporating outreach into your services. And when I you know, put that out there, the staff embraced it, and they just took it and ran. So, Ms. Denise, tell us about your, um, do you do some outreach in Long Beach? Well, I know we're, a little, we're, a little, we're a little limited in what we can, you know, do outside the library because we don't have, you know, a vehicle that we could go out and go right. do bookmobiles or, or anything like that. But... Um, we do have groups that come to the library. Uh, we have, um, there's like two or three. Uh, they're not, they're not, they're not daycares and they're not group homes, but they serve vulnerable adults and they'll bring them to the library to be able to get library books, to get on the computers and do job searches, and those kinds of things. So we have two or three groups that come to the library to do that. Um, we have different groups that come and use our library, meeting, uh, the meeting room, uh, such as uh, Overeaters Anonymous, um, those kinds of things. And uh, we have Job Corps Lady that's been coming and, and uh, having events open to job seekers to come and listen to her talk about how to 
you know, help them get their jobs. Do a resume. Do a, yeah, right. Fill out an application. Yeah, that is, that is a great service to a community like yours. You know, it's tough. Denise is a, a one library, you know, she's the, she's the one, one library, and, uh, you know, when you have a limited staff, and it, it's, you know, you guys do a great job, and you, you're doing great events. Thank and you. Helping folks find jobs is a huge part of library service these days, and it really means a lot. We, so. we have several people who just come in just to use the computers to do that, to get to look for jobs. Libraries are getting more and more into the healthcare. Um, not that we're doing it, but we're partnering with people who can do, you know, blood pressure checks and. You know, so we're offering, we're filling a need in that area too. Certainly. So, so we've had diabetes, that? we've had diabetes classes, series, a diabetes series before. Um, we've had things such as uh, chair yoga, <laughs> which for, is for I people who might not want to be, have the flexibility or the capability of doing regular yoga, but they can still be active and, and do things sitting by sitting in a chair. That was very popular as well. So. I would have come to that. Yeah. I love, I love that. Yeah. Um, anything else that you would like to share with us about your system? Um, well, we're very uh, well utilized. We're very fortunate and, and very fortunate that Jackson County is a very um, economically prosperous county. And it enables us to do a lot more than we would be able to do if, if we were in some other parts of the state. And so for that, we're very grateful. Thanks for listening to Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. Look for the third and final episode of my Gulf Coast Libraries podcast, featuring Sarah Rusky with the Harrison County Library System and Amber Stevenson with the Hancock County Library System. In the meantime, we hope that you'll visit your public libraries often.